Hi, everyone. This is Matt. And we wanted to let you know about something we're calling Let's Raise a Cup for Freedom. You know, there's never been a time like now to take a stand against sexual sin. You know, pornography is destroying lives, marriages, and families. The numbers are showing up to 70% of men have accessed porn in the last 30 days. Why does this matter? Well, the list is long, but but many men want to experience hope and freedom in this area. They want to know that freedom is available. That's where you come in. So let's raise a cup for freedom. This is a sponsorship campaign that's already starting to impact men, and I know will continue to impact men all around, not just the United States, but the world. You know, many of these conversations that we have with men that reach out to us involve a cup of coffee. So let's raise a cup for freedom. You know, our purpose at Freedom For You is to have these conversations through counseling and coaching to help men find and live in the freedom that they desire from these unwanted behaviors. You can help men find freedom today. Many men need help, but they just don't know. uh, They don't have the financial means to afford coaching services. So this is your way of saying yes to providing these men with these services to as many as possible. This campaign's exactly what it sounds like. It's an opportunity to give free counseling and coaching so men can receive what they need and desire, living in freedom. So join us today. There'll be a link in the description and help us raise a cup for freedom. Testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three. This is Matt with a cup of freedom. How are you doing today? Good day, everyone. This is Matt with a cup of freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is a day the Lord has made and we will rejoice in it. I got my cup of coffee and I'm ready to share with you today. This is a podcast where we share about all things freedom in Christ and how that can impact every area of our life and we can live in the freedom that Christ has already provided. And we drink some coffee. And so we we talk about that, we celebrate that, and we hope you are doing well wherever you're listening from. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Well, I started last week talking a little bit more about you know, uh, my story and God's story of, of setting me free from an addiction to, with, you know, with pornography and, and, and kind of getting to the roots of like why, you know, why we go to these behaviors, you know, why is it that we're, we're going to some of these things. And so today I've, I've titled this today, Thirsty Souls, because one of the, one of the things I've talked about is, you know, how Christ has already provided the freedom, already met you know, met, he's accomplished everything necessary for us to live in this freedom. And now for us is to know what we already have and to live from that, right? God's provided it all. He's caused it all. He's done all the work necessary. Now our, the invitation is to live from it. See, I always thought I was lacking something. I always thought I was missing something. I always thought I needed something else in my life. I, I needed to go after freedom not realizing I already had it. And that was one of the key transformational things that the Spirit of God began to speak into me was that, Matt, you're already free. Now let's learn and grow from what you already have, what I've already provided. But this idea of thirsty soul, I talked about last time how, you know, we're it's not really about whatever the fleshly behavior is, whether it be pornography or some other behavior. It's it's ultimately we're going to something or someone to to get a need met, 
we may think it's an emotional need or we're, you know, or, or we're trying to ease the pain of a need that's not being met. Okay. So for me, again, the, the need was worth and value. And I wasn't, I wasn't experiencing that or I began to feel some rejection and experience some rejection from other people. And then in my teenage years began to, to accept that as the reality and the truth of who I was that I am unworthy. And so out of that then grew this belief that I was actually unworthy, unworthy of love. And so when pornography comes into the picture, I attached myself to that because it never rejected me. Even though I didn't really want it, even though, even though I knew it was wrong, it was something that never said no to me. It was always there kind of, you know, kind of thing. So there's a re- there was a reason there. The root, getting to the root of it was worth. I was going to this outside source for, for my, to quench my thirst. Let's use that phrase because I'm talking about, you know, talking about thirsty souls today. So where am I going with this? Well, I want to, I want to read this scripture that Jesus says to the woman at the well in John 4. And if you haven't read this, I would encourage you to go through that. It's in John, it's in John chapter 4. Uh, but he makes this incredible statement, and I want to kind of unpack this a little bit today because I think this is this is huge. And 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 let me keep let me preface this by saying he's also speaking to a to a woman who is dealing with sexual sin. Okay, she may not know that or see that or realize that, uh, and he doesn't call it that. Okay, he doesn't condemn her for that. He's having a conversation with this woman. And, but yet the way he interacts with her is hugely important because he's basically saying that he's the one that she's looking for. So, but he's, he makes this, he makes this statement in John, uh, John 4, 13. He says, everyone who drinks this water, which is the physical water, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst again. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So, wow, what a statement, right? The, the person who drinks of me will never thirst again. What is he talking about? There's a, he describes himself as living water, okay? So drink of me and you'll never thirst again, never. So we've talked about this. Let's unpack this a little bit and how this relates to uh, the struggle with pornography or any other type of addictive behavior. So um, at the spirit level, and we've talked about this, if you've missed these episodes, go back a few months back. I talked about the difference between body, soul, and spirit. At the spirit level, the deepest part of who we are, God has made us brand new, a new creation. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. We've been placed in union with Him. Our old sin nature has been taken out and a new nature which is in which is in Christ is now in that's a done deal that's 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 sealed and that's that's perfect and we are free the soul then is our the way i describe it is our thinker our feeler and our chooser it's our it's our mind it's our uh the feeler is our emotions it's our and that's our chooser our will that's the soul it's the part that that gets to express all of this right Okay, so the, the idea that God has for us is that he, and I did another episode on this, of, of moving from the external life to the internal life. Instead of getting life from 
the externals, the things around us, we are to now, we have the life of Christ in us, so now we are to draw from the living well. The spring is in, the living well is in, there's an there's a abundance of living water within, we have the fullness of Christ within, and we are to turn our souls to drink from that, to experience that. But oftentimes, instead of our souls turning inward, they're turned outward to something or someone to drink from, to draw from. And what happens is we're drawing from empty wells because we think this outside source is going to quench our thirst, and, and then it doesn't, or it disappoints, or it lets us down, or it doesn't, it's not fulfilling. And even the best of things can, can do this. So let me give you a few examples. A marriage, if you look to your spouse to be the living water, if you will, you're going to be disappointed. Doesn't mean marriage is not important. Doesn't mean God can't use that. That's not what I'm saying. Please don't hear that. But we're looking to an outside source other than Christ and us. Uh, your job. Okay, I, I, got, I can tell you some stories about that. Right? How much money you make, your career, your, your kids, your uh, significance even in ministry. Okay, ooh boy, there we go, right? Like, like I'm looking to that for my, for my living water. Okay, those are all ways that we can express the life of Christ in us through our marriage, through our job, through ministry. But it's always from drinking from Him, and then it's the inward outflow. So, so why why do I say thirsty souls? Because the issue is is that we are going to an empty well and thinking it's full. We're going to a well that's dried up. And we're thinking that it's got a lot of water, and we, we like the taste of it. And we're actually, in some ways, we're drinking from a well of salt water and thinking it's going to quench our thirst. I thought pornography was going to quench the thirst that I was searching for, for the worth that I so desired and wanted. And when the realization came that I had the living water, which this is one of the passages that God used in my life to, because he's speaking to a woman who's caught in sexual struggles, uh, which is what I was dealing with, right? He doesn't give her another solution. He gives her himself. And he says, I don't, he, this is one of the few times, maybe the only time that I can think of in Scripture where he actually calls himself the Messiah verbally to someone. And later on he says, I, the one before you, am that Messiah. She's, she's, she had heard that there would be this, person, this, this Messiah coming. And then he, he, the first time he reveals his identity right, to her, I, the one before you, and that just it was a game changer for her. She had, remember, she had had five husbands. She was living with the man that she was with currently. She was desperately searching for something or someone to drink from, to to get her worth from, her identity, whatever you want to, whatever word you want to use there, she, she's, she's looking. And in her way of looking was looking for men, through men, to find that identity. And I was looking for that. I was looking for other people's approval. I was looking for, for my worth in what others thought of me and said of me, instead of what God said of me. And I didn't understand the living water I've used this description before of like this treasure of what God, the fullness of 
God in us, but like this living water, like the, the water is just overflowing inside of us, of Christ. It's like, I mean, you think of the, think of the of waterfall, if you like water, the waterfall, like Niagara Falls. I've been in Niagara Falls. I don't know if any of you have been there, but it's, the water never stops. <clears throat> the water never stops. It just keeps going. It's just always flowing. That's what we have available in us. This woman, okay, and so she, she had been looking for that. And notice what Jesus does here. This is where the thirsty souls come in. He sees that her, that her, her soul is thirsty, and he uses a physical example. I love the way Jesus does this, because in other parts of Scripture, he talks about him as being the bread of life, right? People are looking for food, food to eat. He says, I'm the bread of life. Eat of me, and you'll never hunger again. But that statement, you'll never thirst again. Is that not a powerful statement? And so he, he's using this physical example of her coming to the well every day to get water, right? And he's there and he's physically thirsty. And quite honestly, he needs a drink. He's thirsty. But he's using this physical example to provide a spiritual illustration. That our souls are thirsty. First of all, do we recognize the thirst in our souls? And what I mean by that is, in, in one sense, Christ has quenched our thirst from the spirit level. But now the ongoing quenching, the experience, the experience of the quenched spirit is to drink from what we already have. Once I choose to go to an outside source to quench the soul, that need of worth or value or acceptance or whatever, then I'm going to an empty well to quench what God's already provided. I'm going to an outside resource when He is the source of the living water. So, so that's that's the thirst of the soul. In one in one in one level, we have been the the thirst has been quenched, but the invitation now is for us to drink from that. We've been set free, as I've told you many times on this podcast. You've been set free. But now we are invited to live from the freedom that we've already been provided, not going in search of it, but live to live from it. So he goes on and explains, he, Jesus explains to her, if you drink of me, you'll never thirst, you'll never be thirsty again, like this physical thirst, but this spiritual thirst, this thirst of her soul. Most people, I don't think, re see that, that recognize that I'm going to something or someone because there's this thirst in my soul. So number one, do we recognize the thirst? I contend that most people don't. I didn't. I just thought I had a behavior that I couldn't stop. Tell me what to do. Let me try harder. Give me the plan. Give me the program. Give me the process. And, and I'll, I'll try as hard as I can to do that, to stop. And yet the real answer was what I already had, the living water inside. I didn't realize what I already had. And the Holy Spirit gently and kindly and patiently began to reveal these truths. And I began to say, well, you know what? I already am free. Now let me learn about this and grow in this and, and then be able to walk and experience His life in me, His living water in me. It's not something that I have to go quench my thirst through something or someone else, I can quench my thirst from what is within. You've had five husbands and you're living with the man that you have now. And so, so 
she's kind of figuring out this guy's some kind of prophet. And then again, yes, he reveals himself. I am the Messiah. I am the one. I mean, can you imagine, enter yourself in the scene. I, you know, I know woman, man, whatever, but put yourself in this scene. If you're having this encounter with Jesus, I mean, like, like she's been searching her whole life to quench this thirst. And I know this reference, this scripture reference can be used for salvation, but I believe it's also applicable to, to our lives, to living the Christian life of living from the source, which is Jesus. But imagine, enter the scene, put yourself in that scene. She's been, she's thirsty. She's looked to men. She's looked to uh, her current man that she's living with to provide the thirst to quench her soul. Her search finally comes to an end. Jesus presents himself and says, drink of me and you'll never thirst again. There's something within her that connects to that. Because we're told in Scripture, she immediately goes and says, I've met the one, I've met the Messiah. She was the first evangelist who tells people about Jesus. She goes and she tells her town, I've met the one. She knew she had an encounter with the living water. We don't know what happened from them, but my contention is her life changed. Her life changed in that encounter. And When you have an encounter like that with Christ, when He reveals to you what you already have in Him, it's a game changer. Changes everything. And we're not told her name, but I think I talked to uh, I, th I think I talked to someone that would be similar to her the other day when I had a counseling session with a guy. I was that person. I was that person who had a thirsty soul. And see, here's what we don't we, we don't see. First of all, we don't recognize the thirst. And the second part is the the habits or the fleshly behaviors that we go to. We don't recognize them necessarily as our way of quenching the thirst. When, when, um, when these habits that we seem power, powerless to overcome, when we really recognize, we'd have no control over them. We can't stop doing the, the thing we say we want to stop. When we see that it's actually trying to relieve this unbearable, almost sometimes, thirst of our soul, these deep longings to have our worth and our value in something or someone, when we don't recognize that, then our souls remain thirsty and we're going to keep, the search is going to continue. We may replace it with something else, but it's going to continue. When I finally began to connect the dots and realized that my going to pornography was, was a search for a quenching of the soul, which was value acceptance and worth. It was finding my identity in what somebody else said instead of truly what God had already said and what He had already done. I was drinking from an empty well. And it's not that God can't use other people. Please don't hear me say that. God can use other people in our lives, our marriage, our kids, our people in our lives. It's not that He doesn't use those to provide some level of a value and worth and acceptance because Christians that are in our life are expressing the life of Christ to us and we need that, right? But at the deepest core of who we are, we only God can meet those needs. We're looking to a superficial thing to meet a spiritual need. And when we do that, 
not only are we going to not quench our thirst, but we're going to actually be thirstier because, because those of you that deal with addictions know that the more you go to it, the more you want. And the more you desire, the thirstier you become. So what's the answer? What's the solution? Well, Jesus says, drink of me. We like to make it complicated. We like to make it all about what you're doing and not doing. You need your plan. You need your accountability partner. You need your, you know, whatever it is that you, you know, these steps to be able to go through. And I love the way Jesus simply breaks it down. He doesn't say, well, here's what you need to go do. Go take some time. Go get, go see a counselor. Go talk about the problem. Why, you know, why are you going to men and all this? He doesn't condemn her in that way. He doesn't say, he, he simply says, if you knew if you knew the water that I was offering, you'll never thirst again. Because I'm going, to meet, I'm going to meet your needs at a level that you've never experienced before. I'm going to meet that need out of an abundance of my life flowing in and through you. And that's the invitation for us. What if I told you today that you don't have to be thirsty. In fact, in, in some ways, that thirst has already been quenched. We don't realize it. We don't realize it. Do we realize what we have? And I want to end with this today. What are you thirsty for? What is your soul thirsting for? Because again, do you even recognize it? Are you thirsty for, for peace? for worth, for value, for acceptance, for significance, for meaningful ministry, a great marriage, wonderful kids, love. Are you lonely? Are you bored or maybe thirsty for purpose, acceptance, validation? Are you just searching? Are you just thirsty for something more? And here's the invitation. Jesus simply says, drink of me and you'll never thirst again. Drink of me and you'll never thirst again. Never is a pretty powerful word. Never. And for those of us that are in Christ, the well is full. The springs are abundant. The living water is ever present. And now we can simply drink from that. God, speak to, speak to me today about what I already have in you and how you have already provided everything necessary for me to live from you as my source, as my freedom today. This thing may have a strong pull toward me. This pornography may be pulling me in this direction and I think I want it. Christ, your living water in me is my source, is my strength, is my peace, is my everything, my value and my worth. You fill in the blank because what are you thirsty for? Do you recognize it? And do you see that most of the behaviors that we go to are a compulsion to meet this thirst within our souls? And Jesus wants to experience Him. He wants us to turn inward and live from the abundance of the ever 
flowing. It doesn't ever stop. Ever flowing abundance of his freedom and grace and his life that is within. So drink from him today. Drink from him today. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We're going to continue to unpack this a little bit more. If you'd like uh, more information about our ministry or even uh, pursuing one-on-one coaching, that is what we do. We've actually started a new men's group, too, that meets uh, weekly. Uh, if you'd like more information about that, please reach out to us. We'd love for to be able to come alongside you and walk, your, walk with you on your journey to freedom. So as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.